Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome into Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. Normally, this is a deep dive Thursday. And well, yes, it will be a deep dive Thursday, but it is an extra special edition of the deep dive Thursday because today is really the start of the real college football season. Yes, we had week zero and we had Navy versus Notre Dame and, and a few other games that took place last weekend. But this is the bulk of everybody else participating because if you were in week zero you've got a bye week at some point in time that's coming down the pipeline likely this week but with that being said it is the start of college football season so we are going to deep dive into our big 10 predictions because we are both fans of big 10 teams you being the ohio state buckeyes me being the wisconsin badgers so we're on opposite divisions for one more year. Uh, we'll see how all this uh, shakes out and the scheduling format and all that wonderful goodness. Um, you know, as we also see Washington and, and Oregon likely added to the Big Ten uh, in coming years, correct? Uh, isn't it next year? I believe it is next year, yes. Because it's definitely USC and UCLA. Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes itself out. But we have a lot to get into. So, why don't we just start our Critical Thinking Sports Edition. So, for those of you looking for our deep takes on Mitch McConnell going stiff for the first time in a long time, I mean, uh, for the second time in like a month, while just literally blanking out, like just... On the stage. Um, while you might be wondering about our take on Donald Trump deciding to say he was going to take on COVID tyranny. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face, Pat. Uh, Donald Trump's going to take on COVID tyranny. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have COVID tyranny. <laughs> That's all the take we need to make on either one of those subjects. But. Um, you're going to be sorely disappointed if you expected us to deep dive on anything political today because, um, well, what we're going to be doing on Thursdays going forward is we're going to talk some sports. Um, it'll be in the back half of upcoming shows, but this is the real start of the college football season, especially for teams in the Big Ten. In fact, tonight we have a very intriguing matchup in the Big Ten West, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but we're going to talk the Big Ten. We're going to talk college football playoff. We're going to predict the season away. And then we're going to ignore our predictions for the rest of the year because <laughs> they're probably all going to be wrong. But uh, oh. I geek out, folks. I you know I covered the Big Ten for the better part of a decade. I covered the Wisconsin Badgers for an entire decade. Um, so it, 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 this is scratching the itch, right? Um, this is moving forward. So, I, I by the way, Pat, up, up front, I have to say thank you for um, sticking with the theme and, and wearing your Buckeyes shirt. Oh, I, thank for, you. I didn't forget to wear my Badger stuff. The, the problem with the Badger's gear is that it's red and white. 
and white yeah. and, and our backgrounds don't really mix very well. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of become transparent, and that's a problemo. So uh, that's why I did yeah. not participate that direction. But um, we have a lot to get into. So before we predict the order of finish, or should we do it up front, Pat? Because then we can talk about why we think the other things are the way that they're going to be. Or do we, well, actually, let's hold off on the predictions. Okay. I want to start with, as we look at the Big Ten season and we've both been following predictions and prognostications and the rosters and all of those things. Let's start with our most overrated team that you think exists heading into 2023 in the big 10. I think that one's easy. You're going to say Canada, aren't you? No, I'm not. I, I want to, but I'm not. Okay. It is by far, by far, the Penn State Nittany Lions. <laughs> it's funny you mention that. Mm -hmm. Because I see a lot of people putting them as a dark horse college football playoff contender. Now, don't get me wrong. If they can beat Michigan and Ohio State, they definitely are a college they football are. I, playoff I would, contender. I would absolutely agree with that assessment. I... I, I, I struggle to have that kind of faith in James Franklin, first of all. Pray tell why. Um, How many, like, big wins has he had in the last few years? He's had a few. Well, the last few years, yeah. But, he, I mean, he's beaten Ohio State, right? He has beaten when? Michigan. He has beaten when, Wisconsin. When's the last time he beat Ohio State? Hmm? It's been a while since he's beat Ohio State. Yeah, it has been. Um been a while since he's beat Michigan. I don't know. It's been that long. I mean, Ohio State's been longer, but it's yeah. been three years, three maybe three or four years now since he's beat Michigan. It's probably four years. Well, this will yeah. be year four. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's been three losses in a row, I believe, if I remember in my mental Rolodex correctly here. I mean, the biggest but, one that he had in the last few years is Auburn. And that turned out not to be as big of a victory that season as they thought it was going to be. Well, the, well, last year, the, the year before, it was a little bit bigger, but not, still not as big as it should have been. It's funny you have Penn State because on my to my left, to stage right, um, I have my predictions all written down. Uh -huh. And I have a slash at most overrated because I'm not sure – but I think it could be Penn State because I'm also looking at the situation in which, in which I watched Sean Clifford get drafted in the sixth round and become a player that the Green Bay Packers became so comfortable with that they named him the, the backup quarterback. Now, part of this can be we don't have to put pressure on Jordan Love because there's not going to be this, you know, grizzled veteran behind him should he falter or whatever have you. But... Sean Clifford looked great in the preseason. He looked very good um, at, you know, at other times. Uh -huh. And he never looked average. He is one of the, I think, most underrated quarterbacks in Big, uh, in Big Ten. Well, I wouldn't say Big Ten. I would say in Penn State history. Drew Alar is your starting quarterback. Which I know nothing about. He very well may be a great quarterback, 
but you're asking him to play against one of the hardest schedules that Penn State has had in a while. I have a question about replacing Sean Clifford with Drew Alar. Yes. You're calling their schedule hard? Some of it is, yes. Some of it is, maybe, but not by and large, it's not. Okay, take a look at it. Let's go game by game. I, I have it right up right now. Let's go. Uh, West Virginia. Delaware. Mm-hmm. And then at Illinois, which I would argue is... That's a difficult game. It could be a difficult game. It depends on what kind of Illinois team you get this year. Um, Iowa, again, depends on what kind of Iowa team you have this year. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Right. Uh, then at Ohio State, which will be tough. You mean the undefeated Massachusetts Minutemen? They really? are 1-0. and <laughs> Really? 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 Uh, then you have Indiana. Okay. Which again could depend on a number of factors. Yes, a number of factors yeah. at Maryland, also kind of up in the air. Yep. Then at home with Michigan, uh, home with Rutgers, and then at Michigan State. There's a lot of question marks. The Ohio State these, game in there. These games, huh? Where's the Ohio State game in there? Uh, Ohio State's the game before Indiana, right after Massachusetts, and right before Indiana. So on the 21st okay. of October. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, you you take a look at their schedule, and the, and while what I mean by that is Michigan at home likely to be the whiteout game, right? Uh very possibly, yes. Because they don't get Ohio State at home; they, it's at no, Ohio State. No, no so that's tough. Maryland on the road—that's not going to be fun. That's a rivalry that people don't know about very much. Um, they don't like each other. Those programs haven't liked each other since Maryland joined the Big Ten and upset Penn State, lest you forget that. Um, so, I, I mean, their Big Ten schedule is not exactly easy. Um, and I'll get into that in a bit. But I also struggle with some of the predictions of Maryland. So I think there's a slash for me. I think the most overrated team is likely Penn State. It could be Maryland. Because um, you got Tagovailoa at quarterback and some people talking about him being the best passer in the Big Ten. I'm not so sure on that. Um, that You know, he's got an arm on him, but I I struggle with the accuracy. Um, I also struggle with that defense at Maryland, but we'll see. Um, So I think either one of those teams could be my most overrated. I'm going to lean towards Penn State at this point because I think they have less proven play at quarterback. Now, yes, they have a really good one-two punch at running back um, with uh, Singleton there. But mm-hmm. um, I just I struggle with their lines. Uh, and by their lines, I mean their offensive and defensive lines. And I'm not sure what they've got at wide receiver this year. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's move forward from overrated to who you think is going to be the biggest disappointment in the Big Ten this year? <sighs> biggest disappointment. Um, this could be this could be a few different teams. I think. Yeah. By the way, this isn't just limited um, to teams, Pat. This could be a unit, a player. 
your okay. biggest disappointment in the Big Ten? Um, I I think I'm gonna go it, as a whole. I'm gonna go with Michigan State. Mm. Um, I mean they have a decent schedule. First of all, um, they they should be a bowl eligible team. But I don't know that they're going to be. Hmm. I think they're going to have. I think they're going to have a very similar season to what they had last year, if not worse. Okay. So, I I struggle with uh, with that prediction because I think that uh, this is addition by subtraction. And what do I mean by that? Um, you take sure. a look at their their quarterback situation. They're getting better, I think, than they than they were. Uh-huh. I, I don't know that for sure, but whatever. I also think you have to take a look at their wide receiver group, Christian Fitzpatrick and uh, Montori Foster. Those are some really nice, nice pickups. Also, you have, I believe, the transfer in Brandon Baldwin at left tackle. That's mm-hmm. That was a nice pickup for them. Um, I also think defensively that they're going to be all right. Um you know, so we'll we'll see what happens. I think they're they're an okay solid squad. Um I think my biggest disappointment is actually gonna be Iowa. Because I, I see, feel like I a, lot pe- a lot of people are putting their Yeah, a lot of people are putting their eggs in the basket of Cade McNamara being the answer. And I fundamentally believe that he's going to be an improvement for them. The problem is that offense is so pedestrian. There's no imagination. Like, one of the things that made Wisconsin so good for so long was its execution of really simple plays, right? When, yeah. and, and you had superstar running backs. You had capable quarterbacks, right? Jack Cohn. You had, you know, you could go on and on. Russell Wilson shot them right up the you know, up to the moon by having some dynamism at quarterback. But I look at Iowa, and I is Cade McNamara the dynamic quarterback that can take a pedestrian offense and make it imaginative? No. Well, is what's his face still the OC at Iowa? Brian Ferentz? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, that, that's it, that's bad news. And it's also bad news from the perspective of. Um, when I take a look at the depth chart, right? When I look at Iowa's um, overall, um, how do I want to put it? <laughs> um, when I take a look at what they've got at the skill positions, right? Because this is always going to be um, indicative, right? They did get Eric All um, at tight end from Michigan as well, who had produced at Michigan. Uh, but was being bypassed. So they have that dynamic potential playmaker. But you're talking about Deontay Vines and Nico Regani. And then having to trust Caleb Brown and Seth Anderson. And you might say to yourself, who the hell are those people? Yeah, exactly. They're transfers, sophomore and freshman transfers. Your quarterback, Cade Cade McNamara and, and Deacon Hill. By the way, who transferred from where? 
Wisconsin. Didn't even play at Wisconsin. I was gonna say I don't even know that name. So yeah, yeah. So that's my point, right? Your mm. running back is Caleb Johnson. He's gonna be all right. Lashawn Williams could be okay, um, but again, there's nothing special. There's nobody that I say, oh. I mean, you also have Luke Lachey at tight end, so you do have two pretty decent weapons at tight end. But, eh? I look at their offensive line and go, I don't know these names. They lost a lot on defense, Lucas Van Ness and others, right? I, I think that they're a team that will disappoint. A lot of people are expecting them to compete with maybe Illinois, Wisconsin, Nebraska, be in that mix. I, yikes. I, I mean, their their schedule is actually moderately difficult too. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I don't. Can I change my answer? Sure. <laughs> Have I convinced you over to Iowa as the potential biggest? Yeah, disappointment? yeah. I think I think I mean I I still think Michigan State is um could have a very disappointing season, but I think Iowa will probably be more disappointing. All right. So with that being said, I think what we should do here as we looked at what we thought would be the biggest uh, disappointment, the most overrated, let's go with the biggest surprise. And again, this could be a unit, this could be a player, this could be a team that wins, loses, whatever you want. This is kind of a free-for-all category. But for me, my biggest surprise, I'm going to go first in this one, Pat. Okay. It's going to be Wisconsin's offense. Because I think it is absolutely going to shock people when they watch what this offense does compared to what they're used to seeing from Wisconsin. Because if you are a casual fan, you've known for 30-plus years what you're going to watch when you watch a Wisconsin football game, right? They're going to pound you into the ground physically and hit you with you know, dynamic speed at running back and then okay play on, in the pass game, right? That ain't it. Um, but what I think is going to surprise people the most about this offense is the vast majority of the players that are going to make this transformation happen are players that were on this roster prior to this season. You're going to watch Chimiri, um, uh DK, right, at wide receiver, become possibly one of the most talked about names in the Big Ten. Why? Because they're going to go five wide. They're going to you know, do the things that you don't expect them to do. I also think Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi are easily the best one-two duo at running back in the entirety of college football. you got two guys that can go for 1,000 yards, okay? Then you add in what they did in the transfer portal at quarterback, right? getting Tanner Mordecai from um, from SMU. That's a massive upgrade over Graham Mertz, an absolute massive upgrade um, in production, right? Production value, not upside, production value. You also have Braden Locke, a former four-star. You also have Nick Evers, another former four-star. You have all of these interesting players at quarterback. You've got a loaded room that you didn't have before. You have an offensive line that, while was sometimes mediocre last year, is only getting better. Now there are some changes going on on defense as well. But again, the transfer portal has helped them a lot. But 
offensively, I think the biggest surprise people are going to have is how good, dangerous, and different Wisconsin's offense is. And it is going to take Big Ten teams a while to get it. Because what I've also noticed is that Phil Longo is not married to what he necessarily did all the time at uh, North Carolina, which was these crazy air raid spread them out options all the time. He realizes the personnel he has, so you're probably going to see toned down passing and toned up running compared to what you're used to from an air raid offense. And I think it's going to catch people off guard as to how they can, how they can push the pedal to the metal in the pass game or ease off of it. And how do you, you know, how do you, uh, how do you work with that? I think it's going to take teams a long time to figure that out. Um, so I think the biggest surprise will be Wisconsin's offense and it, its ability to make this team very dangerous. Your answer to your biggest surprise. Um, well, I mean, I, I certainly can see Wisconsin being in that conversation. Um, however, uh, this would be one where I kind of have that slash mark that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh because I think Nebraska would be worth talking about here too. Um, Specifically with the Nebraska coaching. I think Nebraska could possibly have somewhere between a two and four loss season. I think they're going to be a contender in the big 10 West. I think it's really going to come down to who's better Wisconsin or Nebraska in that division. I think those are the two teams. I think that, that you really watch within the division. I think Illinois being, kind of a toss-up in there as well but it's just what, what kind of season do they have I, I i just don't know i never really know what i'm going to get from them um i think nebraska though with the talent that they had on the team last year with a much better coach and a coaching staff um i think you're especially on the offensive side i think you're going to see them play far better than what we've seen them in in recent years and uh, they could be a Big Ten West contender. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to spoil anything other than to say that I think that they are one of the more underrated things. And if I had the category of, of most underrated, I would consider Nebraska in that category. Um, I would also consider Illinois to be in that category of underrated right now because I think a lot of people are, are dismissing uh, that team that they don't, or shouldn't. So um, I think with Nebraska, you know, you have to wonder about their quarterback play, right? Because they do have Jeff Sims transferring in as a junior um, at uh, at quarterback, who is transferring over from uh, Georgia Tech, right, Pat? Jeff Sims, the quarterback, uh, uh-huh. transferring in. You also have some uh, weapons at, at uh, wide receiver, like uh, Billy Kemp IV, uh, looking to transfer in from Virginia. Um that could be an interesting player in the mix for Nebraska, but I, I I could see them being kind of a surprise team. I could see them being in the underrated category um, alongside Illinois, like I mentioned before. Um, Rutgers could be a surprise team, and and uh, um, if we wanted to go down that route too, I think that could be a team to watch for. And why? It's because Greg Schiano. Uh, Greg Schiano right. is an underrated college football coach getting squeezing the most juice out of out of one of the worst programs in college football history um 
I, I think this is a year that you could see uh, Rutgers attempting to do some things. But again, I'm not suggesting that they're going to go up and be a top three. But if there are four or five in that division, that's a win for them. So, um, yeah, I, I I could see Nebraska. What was your slash though? Well, it was between because it was between uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin. Okay, gotcha. Um, and, okay, and and, and and kind of the reasons you laid out for Wisconsin, just because yeah, I, I went with the offense of Wisconsin yeah. being a surprise. Uh, I don't think Wisconsin competing in the Big Ten West and uh, potentially winning it would be that big of a surprise to me. When you take a look at who's the stars in the Big Ten West, right? And that's that's why I think I ultimately lean more towards Nebraska at the end of the day, right? But but. I, I I think I think from from last year to this year, I mean, you would see a significant improvement in Wisconsin. No, and that's that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah I think when you take a look at uh, at the uh, depth chart for Illinois too, you have to wonder what you're uh, getting at quarterback, right? Right. Because I believe they have a uh, Luke Altmeyer coming in from is it uh, it's Ole Miss, right? Uh, yeah, Luke Altmaier is coming yeah, in from Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. But behind him is John Paddock, again, another transferred quarterback. And then you've got uh, Kale, Kale Swanson and uh, Donovan Leary as freshmen uh, behind those two. You also have to look at your wide receiver. Yeah, they have Isaiah Williams. That's great news. Running back, they've got Reggie Love the third. Um, he was a underrated uh, back last year. But behind him. Not a whole hell of a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. But again, their strength last year was what? Their defense. Right. And that's it, always it, been a hallmark of a Brett Bielema coach college football team. Defense, defense, yeah, defense. I, and that's how they won the Big Ten West last year. Purdue won it last or year. Or Purdue won. Uh, that's yeah. how they got to the final yeah. uh, week uh, where they were. So it'll be interesting. Um. Yeah, they've got some things in their backfield uh, on that defense. But anyway, now's a great time for us. Yeah, now would be a great time for us to talk about how we see these divisions uh, shaping out. So I want to go east-west and then seven to one. Does that work for you? Oh, so so you're going from worst to, to best. Yes. Okay. Because I, because I, I think it would be obvious uh, where we would be in the top three. So, you know, beyond that. So, anyway, let's start in the East because it's alphabetically first. Okay. I've got in last place, I've got Indiana. Me too. Okay. Me too. In in the West, Northwestern. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer. Now, do they have an opportunity to be this kind of rally cry team and surprise some people potentially? But um, they've got a lot of questions. They've got a lot of issues. They've got a lot of transfers in and out, coaching staff issues. And uh, this is going to be a difficult year for them, I think. Um, Yeah. And also off the field, beyond the issues with the lawsuits and the hazing stuff, there's a lot of questions as to whether or not they're going to be a Big Ten athletic department pretty soon, um, simply because of their issues around the stadium and lack of progress on building a new one uh, right. with modern amenities of any sort. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, so moving on to number six in the East, I have the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Uh, same as well. In the West, I have got the Purdue Boilermakers at six. I also have them there as well. So we're we're in agreement so far. Okay. Number five in the East is going to be the Michigan State Spartans for me. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that too. And by the way, I think this team goes from absolute garbage last year to at least making a bowl game, if not winning seven or eight games. That's how loaded I believe that this division is. We'll see. Number five in the West for me is Minnesota, the golden rodents of Eastern Dakota. Um, there's three reasons. Number one, Kelly Amakis, uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly Akmanis, their, their quarterback. He stepped in when, uh, what's his face was, uh, hurt last year and only went three and two. Okay. He was not world beating. They have issues along both of their offense and defensive lines. And they also feature a schedule with Ohio state and Michigan on it. That's enough to knock them down the totem pole for me. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts. Good news. Ad free listening is available on Amazon music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, that's a good, that's a good prediction. Um, however, um, I'm putting Iowa there. I could see it. I could see it. Okay. Number four in the East. Penn State for me. Uh, nope. I'm going to go with Maryland. Okay. I think these are kind of the toss-up areas, three and four yeah. Uh, yeah, in the East. I, um, I think Penn State, I just don't trust uh, the quarterback situation, and I like proven quarterbacks a little bit more in this division. So I'm going to, I'm going to give the deference there. I it could end up being wrong, but it might be a game wrong, right? Like it's, it's not a far and away possibility. That's for right. sure. And then number four in the West for me is Iowa. Um, See, I put Minnesota there. I, I trust that uh, Iowa's defense will be strong enough uh, to overcome some more. I, I think this is Brian Ferentz and I think this could be Kirk Ferentz's last year. I think if if they end up firing, if they end up having to relieve Brian, what they're going to do is Kirk Ferentz will fall on the sword. He will leave, um, and thus allow rather than his son being fired, they will just bring on a new regime, right? So his son isn't being fired. It's that the staff, my dad's retiring, and I'm my staff is moving forward. 
Right. It should have happened last year. But it should have happened like 10 years ago for a yeah. lot of people. And it, it just hasn't. Uh, so I think that is a interesting case here. All right. Number three, I've got Maryland, as I hinted at. Uh, the Terps with uh, uh, Tonga Valoa at quarterback. I like what they have at running back as well. Um, I think they're improved on defense, but we'll see. Well, I put Penn State there. So Fair enough. Number three in the West for me is going to be the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, see, I put Illinois. See, m- trusting Jeff Sims, right, who's mm. coming over from Georgia Tech, while I think that his passing game was probably highly underrated given what was going on there, mm. uh, Let's put it this way. When I look at the two guys that are coming in new in the West Division, right, in Matt Rule and Luke Fickle, which one of them has tradition? Which one of them has the – which one of them is building blocks and which one of them is building off success? And the one that's building the blocks is Matt Rule, right? He's, He's basically having to rebuild this program almost from the ground up. Mm. Whereas Luke Fickle is coming in. That's why I talked about Wisconsin's offense. You look at the vast majority of their starters on offense are going to be players that were on this roster before. They're taking people and putting them in positions to be successful, unlike previous regimes. Fair. I I just, the reason I put, I put uh, for number three, I put Illinois there rather than Nebraska is just because, like, I I never know what I'm going to get from an Illinois team from year to year. That's it's, fair, but this is Brett Bielema, it, and that's why yeah. I I think you have to you have to you have to account for that. Brett Bielema mm-hmm. at Wisconsin was an absolute rock of consistency. You knew nine wins, bare minimum, from that program. It, it, again, not a far and away prediction for Illinois to be. The number Somewhere two in the top team. two. Yeah. That's going to be number three, but it's I, I, I just have it reversed. All right. Then we get to number two in the East. I've got your Ohio State Buckeyes. What say you? <sighs> yeah. I've got Ohio State in the same spot, too. Question for you. Who's and your quarterback? Uh, right now, it's... Um, well, what's his name? That's my point. <laughs> why, can I, why, why can I remember his name? That is um, my point. It was the backup for C.J. Stroud last year. Um, I can never remember the guy's name. Don't look at me. This is your team. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But it, it's... I mean, um, yeah, you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. You've got Julian Fleming. You've got, you know, Emeka uh, 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 Henderson. you got Henderson coming back as well. Yeah, I mean, it's Kyle lawyers. McCord. You've got Tristan Jebbia. Uh, huh? Kyle McCord and Devin Brown are going to be the question marks, though. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the bulk of the season? Um, And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know who that's going to be. And it just... I what do I know about the Big so Ten having covered it for almost a decade? There's one mm-hmm. constant. And that is a team with consistent quarterback play or a team with known quarterback play is right. always going to, to rise to and the that's, top. 
that's why I have Michigan at number one in the East and Ohio State at number two in, in the East because I don't know I don't know what kind of now Ryan Day has been a proven coach at this position and getting greatness out of his players, which is why I think they're going to be number two no matter what. Um, they're probably going to make the college football playoff still. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, you can run, you can lean on Travion uh, Henderson, Mayan right. Williams at running we back. That's weapons. a decent enough. Uh, one, two we punch. have more weapons than I thought we would, but it, it's looking at Michigan and JJ McCarthy, yeah. who I think is probably an underrated quarterback and could be a Heisman candidate, which I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, I, yeah, I just, I, I have a hard time putting Ohio state number one as bad as I want to. And I hope I'm wrong here. I so hope I'm wrong. I want Ohio State to surprise the hell out of everybody. I actually have on their schedule, I have seven games that are question marks. Yeah, and Four by the way, it. I'm I'm looking at the the defensive side of the ball as a kind of a more of a question mark for me. You've got yeah. is it three three sophomores starting in the backfield there, right? I think it's going to be uh, Sonny Styles, uh, Jordan Hancock. Oh, there's going to be a junior in there. Sorry, uh, yeah, and Cameron well, I mean, Martinez. And this will be, I think, a, a more tested year for um, our defensive coordinator that we got last year from Oklahoma State. Right. Which, I mean, he turned our defense around last year, but I think this year having a younger defensive yeah. background. Defensive line, think, defensive backfield. You've got a loaded linebacker core, right, in Tommy Eichenberg right. and Steel Chambers. Uh, Mitchell Melton was a decent uh, enough player for you last year, uh, kind of moving into that jack linebacker position. So, um, yeah, and, and for those who don't know, Oklahoma State and Iowa State, the reason why that they've been able to ascend in the Big 12 is because they actually play freaking defense. Mm -hmm. it, it's a miracle in that conference that anybody does, but that's why they got him from Oklahoma State. So I agree with you. In the East, it's going to be OSU 2, Michigan 1. Out West. Well, and I was going to say, have you seen Ohio State's schedule too? It's not oh, yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, I mean, depending on what kind of Notre Dame team you get this year at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's never easy. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Penn State, which is never easy. I I, I kind of throw Purdue and I think Purdue will be much easier than first in the past, but we have to play at is Purdue, Purdue. And that's always been kind of a bugaboo. Yeah. Purdue at Purdue is always a weird matchup for yeah. Ohio State. We're at Wisconsin. Yep. Michigan State, depending on what kind of team they have. Minnesota, depending on what kind of team they have, and then at Michigan. Yep. So it's not an easy schedule. No. By any means. All right. So let's move to the West here. Um, at number two, I have got the Illinois fighting Illini, the fighting Brett Bielema's or or what do you or Beavis's or or whatever yeah. you want to call them, I, um, because I think defensively they're going to be strong. And in the West, if you've got a strong defense with solid offensive play, you can go very far. Um, consistency is going to matter, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Luke Altmaier at quarterback because one of the reasons why he was transferring is, you know, he just wasn't very consistent. So we'll see. Um, and then number one, obviously for me, is my Wisconsin Badgers. This is not homerism for me in any way, shape, or form. You've got Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi at running back. You're always going to be competitive. 
And more importantly, you added in a quarterback who has thrown for like 65 touchdowns in the last two years to less than 20, I believe, interceptions and has thrown for over 4,000 yards each of the last two years. Wasn't he a transfer? Yeah, from SMU, Tanner Mordecai. Um, and then you've got you know a solid offensive line. The question mark for me is is Wisconsin's defensive line right now because it is thin, it's young. They're likely to probably have one of their true freshmen in Jamal Howard playing at defensive tackle. Um, they even moved somebody inside to try to protect his uh, red shirt, and I don't think you can. Um, I think he's going to get on the field. You've got a loaded second secondary to the point in which um, I think two of the both of the safety spots are uh, an or on the depth chart. You also have a loaded linebacking core, especially at the inside linebacker position, where they believe they've got three actual starters. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, but again, I, having seen what I've seen from practice, and I know it's only practice this is a team that is consistent on offense and when you've also added in former five-star cj williams at at uh wide receiver you've added in bryson green at wide receiver who was i think the number one or number two pass catcher at oklahoma state last year and they might not even sniff the three starting positions at wide receiver that also tells you how loaded Wisconsin actually was at wide receiver. They just never wanted to use them correctly. So it'll be interesting. I, I really firmly believe that this is a team that could surprise and potentially be a top 10 team at the end of the year. It, it has the potential. It also has the yeah. potential to fall flat on its face if it cannot play defense. But I, yeah. I, I believe that the transfers that have come in, um, that I believe you're going to start seven transfers potentially. Uh, on both sides of the ball here uh, in totality. So, you know, this isn't a team that uh, that is just next man up. This is, no, we're plugging and playing. So. Yeah. And this, uh, these were not small-level transfers, by the way. These were high-level transfer players. I, I, so obviously I have Nebraska at number two in the Big Ten West. Okay. Um, just because I think I think they're going to be a surprise team for a lot of people this year, um, yeah. but I also think Wisconsin being number one for the talent that you guys have brought in, plus the talent at coaching. Um, that coaching staff is ridiculously good, right? So that that's why I have Wisconsin at number one of the Big Ten West. Yep, it'll be interesting to see how the season plays itself out. Their schedule is a little soft, right? You do have Ohio State on the schedule, but you know we also had Ohio State and Michigan on the schedule last year, right? We also had, you know, all this other stuff on the on the schedule. Um, next year is going to be ridiculous, though, because I think next year Wisconsin plays both Notre Dame and Alabama, and it's Alabama at home. Uh, I was going to say, you guys finally, for a change of pace, actually get Ohio State at home, which should have happened a while ago. It hasn't. They haven't played at at home against Ohio State in almost a decade. Yeah, which is stupid. Yeah, it's, absolutely stupid. Yeah. Yep. In fact, I think I was at that. No, I was at the Nebraska game. The Nebraska, the first Nebraska game uh, in the Big Ten. Um, 
their Big Ten debut where we just curb stomped them for like the first out of like the next four times we played them. You're going to be in Madison that weekend, aren't you, when Ohio State comes to town? I doubt it. Unless some miracle happens. I doubt See, it. I, it, it. Being, being, I mean, because I know you're not like super close, but I also know you're not that insanely far away. Yeah, we're a couple hours. I, about maybe 2.30. I, I, totally I think I totally make the trip. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're more than welcome to make the trip with me. and we, we can I can't. I can't. Oh, you know why that's can't. right. Yeah. Didn't plan that out very well, did you? It, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Having a kid, you know, <laughs> I didn't even know what the schedule was going to be at the time. <laughs> All right. So we believe that it's going to be Michigan-Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game in Indianapolis where it always belongs. By the by. All right, so we believe that to be the case. Um, my winner's Michigan. I also think that they have the chance to be the biggest disappointment in the Big Ten. Michigan? Yep. I think they have the possibility of that. There's a lot I of mean, Jim Harbaugh it, issues. Their defense is solid, not great. I, I don't know. Well, so, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is only suspended for the first three games, which are Mamby pamby by the way. Oh, yeah. They should wipe the floor with all three of those games. Um, in fact, most of their schedule is pretty yeah. meh at best. Yeah. Yep. So that being said, I think Michigan wins the Big Ten. But I have a bold prediction. So I want to get to it. I think they have a loss on their schedule. And that loss is Nebraska. I think Nebraska, well, Nebraska. upsets them at home. That's a very tough place to play. Nebraska is going to be better than people believe they will be, at least nationally. And I think this is an overlook game for for Michigan. If you look at their schedule, yeah, it, it, that, that's a that's actually a big possibility. Um, I think you could also have question marks around Minnesota, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State. So, well, yes, but I, I'm but I'm looking at the schedule and going. Which one of these games is likely to be Trap City? And I think that's Nebraska on the road. Yeah. I really uh, do. Uh, I mean, I, I could easily see them losing to Penn State as well since they have to go to Penn State. Potentially. So. But I think uh, the winner of the Big Ten has just one loss on their schedule. Well, Whether that's to. Michigan yeah. or Wisconsin. So, and I'm predicting the winner yeah. to be Michigan with a loss to Nebraska, but that loss does not hurt them because they also will have wins over whom? Penn State, Minnesota, Ohio State. By the way, sub-question to that, Pat. If Ohio State uh, loses a third straight game, is Ryan Day done? No. They'll you don't probably think give so? Him one more year. Yeah, I think they'll give him one more year. Mm. Okay. I'm just I'm just curious because like losing that that much to the opponent you dominated for a decade. Woo. Uh you know, I I think they at least give him one more year. And, and the the thing is too, and like I, he's made the playoff how many times since he's been coach as well? Been yeah. to a national championship. So it's it's it, I think that one's a hard sell on that. Okay. I think they at least give him one more year. Um I, I honestly could see Ohio State going into Michigan and be, beating them this year, though, too. So, But it also depends on 
There's a lot of sure. question marks around Ohio State right now. So, so you're winner of the Big Ten. I can't do it. <laughs> so, you're ta- so you're saying Michigan? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm saying Wisconsin because I can't do it. Um, I mean, I, 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 I obviously know that that's not going to be the case, most likely, because in the playoff, I think you're going to see Ohio State and Michigan play each other. I think you're going to see them for the first time in a long time play each other twice. Okay, so then let me let me ask this question of you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Ohio State, its loss or losses are just to Michigan? Because, because my my, or the other question to you is, what is Wisconsin's record heading into that that Big Ten title game? Uh, they've won one, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I mean their record. That what what are you envisioning as Wisconsin's record heading into that title? Game? Oh, um. Do they have one, two, or three losses? I, I think they could have a two-loss season. Okay, um, so the, you're, you're suggesting that probably one of them is like either Nebraska, Illinois, Minnesota, Ohio and State. Ohio State? Mm-hmm. I don't think you lose to all four of those, but I think you lose two of them. Okay. I would say the most likely of, of, of them, because I think you get yours with Minnesota this year. I so give Given the talent. Um, I mean, it's I hope Minnesota, we wipe so the damn floor with Eastern um, Dakota. Yeah, I, I, so I think you get yours. I do think you lose to Ohio State, and I think um, Nebraska is probably the other one. And but, and that's fair. I'm asking yeah. that because you set it up for Wisconsin to win the title game. If that is the case, I don't know that you have a case for Michigan to be in the college football playoff. Because they would have lost to a team with two losses. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? They have see one exactly loss. What you're saying. I see what you're saying. But their yeah. losses is, is a quote-unquote bad loss, if you will, right? Because mm-hmm. you're saying that Wisconsin's lost two games to the best of its opponents, if you will. Yeah. So That, that is possible. Because it's still a four-team playoff this year, right? They go to eight next year? Well... All bets are kind of off on that right now because of the realignment situation. Uh, but but I, I, I firmly believe that's where they're going to start, and then they're going to have discussions about... I At the end of the day, I think it'll go to 16 because you've got, what, 64 teams kind of conglomerated into like three, four conferences now. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know how you don't expand it because how do you value... How do you evaluate, right, on the field? Because there are years in which you're going to get the SEC imbalance uh, because of schedule blocking, and same thing in the Big Ten, and same thing in the in the ACC or, or whatever have you. Um, all right. So with that being said, let's go national for our final predictions: college football playoff and your national championship. For me, I have USC. Michigan, LSU, and Georgia. Wow. Um, see, I have I have uh, Georgia. Unfortunately, Michigan. Okay. Uh, Ohio State and USC. 
Yeah, I think USC with uh, with Williams at quarterback, uh, Georgia with just plug-and-play talent all over the place, and they've done it mm-hmm. multiple years. Um, that's a that's an easy one for me. Um, LSU, I think, is a team that's being slept on by quite a few, especially in Big Ten country. Mm-hmm. And then oh, um, yeah, that's a possibility, and I, especially since USC, by the way. Mm-hmm. They they played in week zero against San Jose State. They can't play freaking defense. Who? But that's USC. Oh, because I mean, but that's true of a Lincoln Riley uh, staff anyway. He, he can't play yeah. defense. I mean, they they allowed twenty eight points against San Jose freaking State. Well, uh, the San Jose State's not a pushover program. No, I didn't. But for the talent that USC has, that the shouldn't not, be twenty. They're points. not exactly UMass, the the Fighting Minutemen. The one and oh, I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, or New Mexico State, you know what I, I mean? I don't, like you're not I playing that. I, I don't disagree. I, I think they were two touchdowns overscored. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. Um, my college football playoff victor is going to be Georgia. Really? Yep. I, I can't see Michigan doing it. I would love to. There's just something about Jim Harbaugh loves to choke in, in that big-time scenario. He's well, done it time and time again all over his coaching career and all over his has, playing career, by the way. He hasn't competed well against SEC teams anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, damn it. Yeah, probably Georgia. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Because they are the most talented team. And if at the end of the day that talent also plays well and produces on the field, I'm okay with it. That's the reality of it. Because I, 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 I get it, right? But like mm-hmm. I also have a bold prediction on the on the national level that uh this might be Nick Saban's last year. This is my bold prediction. It might be Nick Saban's last year because we're we're likely to see two to three losses by Alabama this year. They don't really know what their quarterback situation is. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them doing as well as people. I mean, I know they're rated number four right yeah. now. I bet that, you they're a top twenty-five team way. at best. Yeah, I think. I think this will be one of the worst years that he has. I don't know that he retires this year. I think he does because there's going to be enough pressure given the money that's spent on that program, and mm-hmm. watching Georgia win three straight national championships. Holy bleep! I mean, it's possible. Don't get me wrong. I just. I, I think, he and then also LSU time. has beat you in the West Division now. What three? Well, yeah, I mean, you get a Brian Kelly down there, and I mean, he's turned that program around real fast. Yeah. So, that, that, but that's my point, though. Like, they could also be b- behind like a Texas A and M or uh, Ole yeah. Miss could be another team to watch out I, west. I mean, I mean, that Arkansas. West Division in the SEC has gotten a lot more competitive. Real yeah, it's fast. dangerously loaded. Yeah, uh, but that's my point, right? So if you're looking at it from the perspective of, hey, I, yikes, and, and it's been a steady progression downward instead of like upward or staying the course, right? And I, I'm not suggesting that three losses is the end of the world, but when you are Alabama, look at Auburn, right? <laughs> what they, mm-hmm. now it's been a mess, right? But look at what they've demanded of their. You mean to tell me Nick Saban can't be demanded to win nine, win at least ten games a year? With all that five-star and four-star talent? 
should the SEC though be on the lookout for uh, Tennessee as well? Florida, Tennessee in the East, South Carolina mm-hmm. as well. Those are all dangerous teams. I'm not suggesting, you know, whatever, but uh, yeah, it, it's a loaded, loaded, loaded conference. There's no question about that. Um, I just think it's whoever comes out of there. I think whoever comes out of both divisions is likely to make the college football playoff. The only way that I could see your scenario in which Wisconsin beats Michigan is Wisconsin is in the college football playoff. Cause that means that likely Wisconsin has run rough shot over their schedule. Yeah. That's possible, which is possible. I, I just don't see it. I see them being a potential top 10 team. I see maybe one, two losses, That's right, by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe they're playing Oregon in the Rose Bowl or something, and or Washington, one of those two teams. Um, I don't trust Utah because Cam Rising isn't playing week one is, or two, I think. Cam Rising's not playing number one? He's hurt. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't but, realize folks, that. folks, with that having all been said... grab the popcorn, grab your favorite beverage, whether that's a soda, water, bourbon, beer, whatever it is, because we've got a good one in the Big Ten tonight. We've got Nebraska and Minnesota. You're going to find some stuff out week one in the Big Ten. So I'm I'm excited to tune in. It is nationally televised on Fox uh, tonight. So And then they set the attendance record, by the way, for volleyball. Uh, last night, 92,000 people showed up for a Nebraska volleyball game inside Memorial Field. And that was a women's volleyball game, too. Well, so, yeah. I, what other volleyball does Nebraska have? Do they not have a men's volleyball team? No, no, no Big Ten. Oh, well, I shouldn't say no. I think there's one. Maybe Ohio State has a men's volleyball team. I'm not totally sure on that. But, uh, but yeah, 92,000 people. So, and, and by the way, it's one of the... I absolutely love watching uh, NCAA volleyball. It is entertaining as hell. It's fast-paced. It's hard-hitting. It's really fun. And it has nothing to do with it being women or men. It has to do with the entertainment value. And uh, it is hella entertaining, especially when you get packed places like the Wisconsin Fieldhouse and other places. Uh, Penn State packs it in. Uh, Nebraska. Texas. Uh, Baylor, a uh, few of the places out west do too. Uh, when you get that eleven to fourteen thousand person crowd, that's a lot of fun to watch. By the way, Florida's playing at Utah tonight, and if Cam, like you said, if Cam Rising, he's hurt, not playing. I, yeah, they already playing. announced it. I think I think Florida's going to win that game. Yeah, ex ex uh, Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz is the starter at Florida. And big up to him. Maybe a new new scene, new place. Like, look at Jack Cohn, right? New scene, mm-hmm. new place. He looked like a very different quarter. Well, not different, but more a, a, an elevated version of himself, right? That Did we saw at Wisconsin. Hmm? Did he make it to the NFL? I don't know if he's on a 53-man roster. I know that he got drafted. Hmm. Um, Which, by the way, Brock Purdy, the starting quarterback. So, uh... That's that's unbelievable. That's cool, Such a great story. Mm-hmm. Mr. Irrelevant to starting quarterback because he earned it, not because it was given to him. Well, yeah. Now, with that being said, Pat, uh, final thoughts on today's show? 
Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I hope that I'm so wrong about my Buckeyes and that they run the table and beat the living crap out of that team up north this year. Please be safe. Be smart. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. As always, Matthew, 547 and on Wisconsin. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.